helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Life Transformations Show. This is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services and today we are talking about signs of passive-aggressive behavior in relationships. And with me in studio today to discuss these topics is Melissa Wagot, my co-host. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for being here with us again. You're so welcome, Michael. As always, I'm really excited to explore this topic with you today. I'm so very excited about going into this topic because I think passive aggressiveness is one of those uh, dysfunctions that are not easily detected because you it, it can pass off as if nothing is really happening, as if there are no problems in the relationships. Uh, in the relationship, sometimes I see couples who come in that they will say we never fight, and it's almost as if they they are saying that because they never fight, that everything is okay in the relationship. But not fighting doesn't mean that everything is okay with your relationship because passive aggressiveness is one of those ways in which uh, people act out dysfunction in relationship without actually doing anything. And as we'll talk about later, when people get really good at this, sometimes it's really hard to identify. It is. It is hard to identify. Uh, similarly, uh, I, I'll have people who will say, I had a wonderful childhood because nothing happened to me. I wasn't sexually abused. I wasn't beaten. And so they're looking at just the, uh, the, the, the physical abusive sides of of abuse, but abuse also has another form, which is neglect. And neglect is not that anything happened to you in your childhood, but what didn't happen. So you didn't get the love, you didn't get the attention, your parents were not there emotionally. And so neglect is like passive aggressiveness. So you, you are not, you, you don't have a spouse who, kick the table over or hit you, but that spouse withdraws from emotional connection in a number of ways, and it is this withdrawal that that is passive-aggressive. And we, we have many different forms of passive-aggressiveness, and we are going to go into those different forms of passive-aggressiveness. So when we talk about passive-aggressiveness, what are we talking about when we say that term? We're talking about uh, people who, in relationship, suppress their feelings. And instead of saying that they're hurt or they're angry about what's going on in the relationship, they have a range of behavior that is designed to get back at you. But they're not saying that they're getting back at you. They're, they're just going about it in, in, a, in a way that is intended to suppress their anger and to suppress what they're really feeling. So this can be very tricky to identify in relationship. So what kind of strategies do people utilize to suppress their anger or to hide what they're actually feeling? How does this play out? And I really want examples, Michael, because I feel like we can have a lot of fun with this. 
and really hopefully paint a picture for listeners of what this looks like. Yes, yes. I, I think Psalm 55 verse 21 captures uh, a little bit of what passive aggressiveness is like. And Psalm 55 verse 21 reads, The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. So this is very sneaky stuff we're talking about here, right? So in passive-aggressive behavior, sometimes it can be just the silent treatment. So your spouse is not saying anything uh, or, or doing anything, but your spouse withdraws after after uh, an interaction or just withdrawn, you have no idea why because there was no interaction. But you you know that something is wrong and you will say to your spouse, is there something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Is there something bothering you? And they'll say, no. But this silent treatment are like drawn swords that Psalm 55 verse 21 talks about. Because even though they're not saying anything malicious, even though you're not being, being, uh, being degraded verbally, this silence is hurting. And it is this silence that John Gottman uh, this psychologist who does research on couple talks about when he, what he, that he calls stonewalling. So your partner has built up this stone wall of emotion that you can't seem to get through. That silence is like this thick wall that you can't break through and you're, you, you are hurting. So it's very important to say in the beginning that Passive aggressiveness is not painless. Uh, the person is hurting you just as much as someone who yell at you and call you names. So this silent treatment is a very destructive type of behavior and passive aggressiveness. And John Gottman, in the research that he did as to why couples end up in divorce, why some couples end up in divorce, says that this stonewalling was one of the four horsemen of the, uh, that he talks about that are destructive to relationships. What other forms does passive aggression take? One of the other subtle forms is, is jokes. Right. So someone, they're, they're not angry, but they're, they're have this smiling face and they're running these jokes. Right. And you might have, you know, challenged your spouse on something that they didn't like. And then you had, they, they, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't become silent, but then you had guests over or you have relatives over and they start joking about your cooking that you burned or about the fact that you, you are putting on a little weight or about your hairstyle and you're not really finding this funny. No, exactly. And I have been at those dinners. It was funny as you brought that up where you're sitting either as an observer and you're watching this interaction going on and it's uncomfortable, but they really are doing these subtle jabs, but it's in an oddly non-overt malicious way. It's done with a smile yes. and a like, oh, babe, this meal was so great, so much better than last night. And then on to the next topic, right, and right. it's like, yes. what just happened? Yes. <laughs> so they're, they're they're complimenting you, right? But they are insulting you at the same time with a smile on their with face. With a smile on their face, and you're not finding it funny. People are who are visiting are uncomfortable with the interaction because they are going, "Oh, did he really just say that? Did he really just call her fat? Did he really just say that about her cooking?" And they're finding it uncomfortable. But it is the passive aggressive 
person's way of getting back at you. They're not fighting with you. They're not saying that I didn't like the fact that you 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 criticized me or you you talked about my drinking behavior or the fact that I'm spending too much time at work. They're not saying that. And you, I have had clients that have come in and say, I wish my spouse would fight with me. I wish we would argue. But we never argue and it's killing me. And so it's it's this this thought of passive aggressive behavior, the jokes that comes out uh, in the presence of companies or when relatives are over and you know Christmas is coming up and it's a dreaded time for a num- for a lot of people because this is this is a time that some of those passive aggressive behavior will come out. So, what are other ways we see this passive aggression come to the forefront? We alluded to sometimes it's coming up this time of year. We have family gatherings, people show up. What ways can we see it? I think another very common way is where a person sabotage plans. So they know that you're you're planning this dinner party and they know that you know, all the other couples are going to be there and that you're expecting them to be there and you will call, you have, you have called them several times through the day to make sure that they know that they're to get there by 7 p.m. because all your guests are supposed to be there at 7 p.m. and it's important that your spouse is there but because of uh, something that they're unhappy about, they they didn't turn up at 7 p.m. They might come one hour late or they might not turn up at all. And then you said, why? Then, you know, you try to engage by saying, I told you that it was important. And they will say, I forgot. Right. And you were saying, how could you forget? We just talked we today just about talked it. We just talked about it today. And you're pulling out your hair because it just doesn't make sense. But again, this is, this is a, a form of passive aggressiveness where they're hurting you and they're doing it in ways that seems to, to not be deliberate. But it is, it is suppressed anger that is coming out in these kind of behaviors. Do people know this as they're doing this? Absolutely. People do know that they're hurting, but they do not have the the the, the, the intestinal fortitude, the temerity to come out and to say, this is really hurtful to me. I didn't like the way you speak to me or, you know, whatever it is that's bothering them. They, they do not come out and and say and say what it is but they are they are getting back at you by these other ways so i would say in most of the in in most of the case people people know what they're doing and it's intended to get back at you in in some shape or form it's anger disguised so in what other ways do people disguise this anger through passive aggressiveness i think in in Couples relationship, we often see it play out in the bedroom as well, where when uh, someone is angry or, you know, there's something that's really bothering them and they do not want to speak up about it, but then they get into this, they, they withdraw inside. And so it's time to go to bed, you know, you, you're planning to have an intimate night and you're in bed and you're waiting for your spouse to come up and you're thinking, okay, you know, I I know they're usually up by 10 o'clock and you're waiting and then it's it's 10.30 and, it, and it's 11 o'clock and they're still not in bed and maybe you fall asleep or maybe you 
you went down to the basement and they were still at the TV and you said, I thought you said we were, you were coming to bed at, mm. at 10 tonight. And they'll say, oh, I forgot or I just don't feel like it. So it takes the form of withdrawal of intimacy and sometimes uh, faked illnesses and so forth. And, and so it, it is necessary to, to, to identify and to, and to see that if this is happening and there's a pattern to this kind of behavior, it's not just happening by chance. It is something that they're angry about, something that they're not saying. There's a big project in the house that must be started at 9 p.m. and completed before <laughs> the evening is up. That too, that too. Suddenly they get this itch Deep that cleaning. they have to, yeah, they have to clean or... <laughs> but, but you can see <laughs> how... it needs dusting. Exactly. It's important. But you can see how framing it that way makes it seem like it's something different. Yes. And it aids in that subtlety sometimes in teasing out what's actually going on. Are there any other ways that people are passive aggressive within their relationship? So these kind of behaviors are are very very common. We talked about the a, a number of different ones, but there's also the sulking. It's a form of silent treatment as well, but it's more visible than the silent treatment because silent treatment, a person is just not talking to you, but then you have the passive-aggressive behavior where the per- this person goes around with the, this frown on their face and you know that they're not happy. You, you, you can see that something is wrong. Others can see it. Like if you have visitors or family members, they can see that that your spouse is sulking, but then you you try to find out like what's bothering you, what is making you unhappy, and they'll say, "What's wrong with you? I'm not upset. I'm okay. I'm." I was going to say, "Is this the I'm fine one? Yeah, I'm where- fine. Everything is fine." Or they might say, "I'm fine," but the, the way they're saying it, <laughs> you know that they are not fine. And so this is another form of of passive aggressive behavior. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we are talking about signs of passive aggression in relationships. If you missed the first half of this show, we encourage you to listen to it on our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us at 613-699-1677 or at 1-877-544-3546 and request a copy of today's show. Michael, you did want to give the listeners a bit of an update about our retreat that happened on the weekend of November 17th. We have some praise reports to report that we wanted to share with the listeners uh, because we know many of you out there have been praying for that and we really did feel your prayers that weekend and breakthroughs did happen. You know, after each retreat, I, I come away thinking, you know, wow, this was this is fantastic. Can God do it again? And the retreat that we had in in June, in May, May of this year, I felt that this was just so, so powerful that I, I was thinking, can we repeat this? Can God do it again? Can we have the same kind of breakthroughs that we had? But uh, this retreat in November was just as good or even better than the one that we had. So God not only did it again, he did it better. And I'm, I'm, I'm so much moved uh, by some of the things that take place. I'm talking about physical healing. You and I have always said leading up to the retreat that even though this is an emotional healing retreat, that physical healing takes place. We one, one person who has been in chronic pain for a number of years talked about how after the Saturday night ses- Saturday sessions that we had that there was no more pain and that she felt as if uh, this was strange and so she woke up the next morning, the final morning on Sunday morning expecting the pain to be there and she was still in no 
pain. And so, you know, she was just so, so happy giving her testimony about the fact that her chronic pain had gone. So we see, we see physical healings like that, but we also saw breakthroughs in the area of people being able to forgive people that they weren't able to forgive, people dispelling lies that the devil has told them and have held them bound for years, making them believe that they were responsible for something that happened to them in childhood that they was not they were not responsible for so people had these kind of uh, emotional and physical breakthrough and and so my question is can god do it again <laughs> yeah, is, is, and I, I think god is just going to keep surprising us every time we have an event like this because he's able exactly and as we say thank you so much for your prayers and for this retreat and ongoing for this ministry as lives are being touched. We really praise God for the amazing work that he continues to do uh, through this ministry, and it's by his grace we're able to do these things. So thank you very much, and stay tuned for information about upcoming retreats because we will be having them again in future. So, Michael, we were talking about the um, forms that passive aggressiveness takes, but do we see it play out spiritually? Do people take on use spirituality to enact their passive yeah, aggressive Christ- tendencies. Christians are very creative when it comes to passive aggressiveness. Exactly. Right? So, so what are what are our <laughs> strategies? What are the Christianese ones that we have mastered over the years? Yeah, so uh, an example of that would be the spouse who, you know, is upset with his wife and doesn't tell her that he's upset, doesn't express any anger, but he's really fuming with anger inside. But he has this smile on his face and he doesn't express anger because, of course, they're Christians and they never fight, right? You and I know that Christians don't fight, right? Never, Melissa? ever, ever, <laughs> <Okay>. never. <laughs> and so they, they live under this, this guise that they, they don't fight. And so now they're having uh, the small group Bible study over to, to discuss different Bible topics. And so the husband, who is the leader of the Bible group, you know, his scripture for the day, his wife submit yourself to your husband. And he talks about how some wives are, are not being submissive and how God is not happy with wives that are not submissive, submitting, uh, to their husband. And so that all of that is a way of getting back at his wife, of making her feel that she somehow missed the mark, that she somehow less than what God intended. But he's not telling her to her face that he's unhappy. But the passage that he has selected to read uh, is making is giving that message. And so she's been hurt by this because she knows the context of which this this message is being preached. And others in the setting might not know, but you know, she might have this look as if, you know, she's unhappy and others might be wondering why she's acting, why is she not saying amen to, to her husband? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> to her husband. She may be topics. saying things, but yes, under her breath, under right? Her breath, yeah. So the other way that Christians uh, play out this passive aggressiveness is through prayer. You know, you, you know, <laughs> we are very creative, Melissa, right? So, so you're really unhappy with someone and, you know, you, 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 
maybe it, it's it's in a friendship situation and this person might have disagreed with you and you know you started praying but in your prayer you're making it clear that you're speaking about this person so god help this person to repent from their sin you're not calling their names right but you're saying it in a way that there are some people among us that is sinful and has rebellious spirit and sinful heart and just help them lord to repent and so you're you're giving a message through the prayer to the person mm-hmm. Or those Instead. miraculous words <laughs> yes, that may yes. not be really spirit-led. Right. They're your right. spirit. They're leading. your spirit, right. You know, instead of saying that I'm unhappy with you, and and the fa- the other famous one, yeah, that 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 we talked about is people saying, you know, God gave me, the, God told me to tell you this. So in other words, they are too timid to say I'm unhappy with you, and right now I feel as if you have hurt me in these ways. So they come around it another way, and they use God as a way of getting back at you because, like, how do you how do you rebut God, right? When it comes from God. It's like right away, it's like, oh, God says that, then it puts you in a corner. So sometimes these kind of behaviors are passive aggressive and a lot of cult leaders, uh, spiritual abusive leaders use that this God said as a way of manipulating people and getting people not to challenge what they say or to speak back. But it's it's just ways of being passive aggressive. Do you ever wonder if we're maybe more prone to passive aggression as Christians because there is that we joke about we never fight right. earlier yes but there is in some circles that feeling of if your ang- anger is a bad emotion and something you should suppress or having that confrontation makes you less than Christian so sometimes we need to circumvent that do you think we're a bit more prone because some of those yes. misguided attitudes yes, absolutely I think there is this notion mistaken notion I might had that Christians should not be angry But I'd like to point out that God gave us all of these emotions to fit different situations. And there's a time for different emotions. And so anger is given to fit uh, a a situation where there is injustice or where you have been betrayed or where you have been hurt. So there are Christians who see anger because anger is often displayed in ungodly ways. They see anger as being sinful. Right, and so they 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 feel that I cannot show anger because if I am angry, you know I am breaking some commandment. But the Bible did not say we shouldn't be angry. The Bible said be angry and sin not. The Bible also talks about Jesus as being as being shows Jesus as being angry in 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 turning over the the table that the money changers were using to defile his father's house. So angry ang. Anger can be expressed in godly way. So I think, yes, as Christians, we are predisposed to sometimes think it's, it's, it's a bad emotion. So what are the effects of passive aggression in a relationship? Passive aggressiveness in a relationship keeps the relationship stuck in, a, in an unhealthy place. Because if you're not able to talk about issues with your spouse, then these issues don't disappear just because you're not talking about them. They they become like the elephant in the room, like the dirt under the carpet that you keep sweeping under the carpet and soon you're going to trip over that that hump in the carpet because it, it doesn't go away. So it 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 
cause the relationship to be stagnated and, and the relationship deteriorates over time. And so it's not healthy. It's healthier to fight about issues and to talk about your pain than to keep relation, to keep your pain in because it, it kills the relationship. And it's usually a, a greater predictor of long-term death of a relationship by divorce than by people who have eaten heated arguments because people who have heated arguments often uh, work things out you know come to a place where they can reconcile and say I'm sorry for speaking to you that way but with a passive aggressive person because nothing happens (laughs) there is nothing to reconcile and so the relationship is stuck and people are often in denial that they're passive aggressive. So how do you begin to approach this problem if you've identified some of these forms of passive aggression within your own relationship that we've talked about today? I think the first step is to identify it for what it is. I think the 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 passive aggressiveness has to be seen as anger, disguised anger. And if you can begin to see that my, my partner is actually trying to hurt me, these are not things he's forgetting. These jokes are not harmless jokes that he's making. These 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 uh, subtle messages that he's giving in prayer that I find embarrassing in the presence of company is not harmless. They are meant to hurt. So if you can, if the first step is that, is that you identify those behaviors, and if you can identify those behaviors, you can begin to realize that we have a problem in this relationship and it needs to be dealt with. I think the other thing that we can do is that we need to make sure that we do not keep carry the anger of the passive-aggressive person. Because, as I said, there are certain situations that warrant being angry about. And so, if your your passive-aggressive partner is angry but he's not showing his anger, what tends to happen is that you become so frustrated that you start yelling and shouting and then he goes, oh, look at you, you know, you're so ungodly, why can't you just control yourself? And so, it's important that you don't go into anger over that because by so doing you're carrying his or her anger. The important thing to do is to name their actions as an anger response, a disguised anger response, and talk about it in a way of saying this hurts when you behave like this. When you 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 continually do not turn up for family gatherings and say that you didn't remember or you're busy, it is sending a message that we are not together and I'm not okay with that. I can't continue to 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 uh, make this relationship continue the way it is. And what about that situation where the partner doesn't come to bed? You had that romantic evening planned and they don't show up. How do you go about addressing that. Yes, I think if this becomes a a pattern that you're seeing that this happens often when there is something that you say to your partner. Again, you go to your partner and you say, you know, we had talked about going to bed early tonight. This was the night we were going to be intimate and you deliberately didn't come to bed. I want you to know that this action hurts me. And it seems to me that you're not happy because of ABC. So in other words, you often have an idea what it is that making the person happy. They're not saying it, but you can confront the issue and say, it seems to me that you're not happy because of what I said to you. Let's talk about it and begin to have that dialogue about what it is that they're they're suppressing. 
So are there any strategies we can look to from the Bible that also can help us in tackling this passive aggression in our relationships? Right. So the Bible talks about uh, be be angry and sin not. That is one one uh, passage that gives us the permission to be angry in a way that we can control it. The Proverbs also talks about a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So if a person has been passive-aggressive, uh, that passage in Proverbs that talks about a soft answer, it's a way of saying that you approach this person, you go to this person in a way that can create dialogue, not out of frustration, because the passive-aggressive person wants you to carry their anger, wants you to act in a, in, in a, in a way that makes them look better than you. But there's also the Matthew 18, verse 12 principle, where it tells us that if our, if our brother be overtaken in a fault, that we should go and talk to our brother about that fault. So in other words, Jesus is not about sweeping things under the carpet. He's about confronting things. So is there anything else you want to share with us, Michael, before we close today's show? Well, I think the final thing is that you need to set boundaries in your relationship. So one way of setting boundaries is to say, I won't allow you to continue to hurt me in this manner anymore. We need to get help to deal with this. We need to to involve a third party. Or if this happens again, when we are in the presence of company, this, this is what I will do. So you set those boundaries ahead of time to make sure that these things do not continue. And I see that we're quickly out of time for today. And so I want to thank you for being with us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. If you're not familiar with Elam Counseling Services, you can find out more by going to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. You can also call us at 613-699-1677 or or to a toll-free number at one 544 3546 So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. 